0: Speaking of, uh, the ANC has retained 27 of the 40 wards it contested in yesterday's by-elections. The governing party has also uh, lost one ward and won three new wards. The DA, uh, which contested 10 wards, has retained six uh, but lost four and uh, the Patriotic Alliance has won two new wards. The IFP has retained one ward and won another and uh, the Better Residents Association in Mpumalanga has lost award. now. According to the IEC, the average turnout uh, of the by-election was 31.94%. Wayne Sussman is an election analyst, and he joins us on the line now to unpack some of this. Wayne, thanks so much for your time. Welcome to Updated Noon.
1: Good afternoon. It's great to be on your show.
0: So the ANC seemingly, once again, the big winners here.
1: Yeah, look, the Patriotic Alliance are definitely the big winners because there's nothing negative about them, but maybe we'll get to them later. Overall, it was a great night for the ANC. Um, they won uh, two awards off the DA. They always expected to win that ward off. It's a Queenie off the DA, but they'll be delighted by that win. Uh, they'll be very happy to pick off a uh, award off the DA in the southern tip of Johannesburg in Ennardale in Fine Town. And I'll be honest, they were also expected to pick up that ward in Bushbuck Ridge. But what's more telling is the way the ANT remains utterly dominant in a province like Eastern, the Eastern Cape and the Popo. That's where they really ran up the numbers. It's clear that voters in those two provinces, like in many provinces across South Africa, have the utmost faith in the ANC to deliver those better lives and to deliver the services. So the ANC will certainly be happy, particularly if you look at Johannesburg, which is going to be a battleground metro, and Nelson Mandela Bay, which both had by-elections yesterday. The ANC picking up a ward in Johannesburg, and in Nelson Mandela Bay, they uh, beat the EFF by a very wide margin in the new Brighton Township. So they will be happy but concerned about the inroads the IFP made in uh, northern KwaZulu-Natal.
0: And then, uh, as uh, one of our viewers uh, or listeners was saying, uh, uh, speaking about the Free State and uh, Maluti Apofung, and we discuss these matters uh, almost on a weekly basis where people call in very disgruntled about uh, the lack of delivery, uh, service delivery in that particular municipality, and yet the ANC won again.
1: So the ANC... Won by a very narrow margin. There's a new political development called the Maluti Apofong uh, Map 16 movement. They lost, I think, by less than 100 votes. The ANC will be delighted by this win because they've had a tough time. Um, but at the same time, they would be concerned about the 2021 local government elections. This is the first time the Map 16 movement. Uh, contested a by-election, contested an election. If they can get their ducks in a row, the ANC will have some concern. But let me also say that, obviously, this is Ace Machashule's home province. And the ANC were not only able to hold on to this Maluti Aperfong ward, but also a ward in Machabeng and Urdendahl's Rust, where the DA put up a very good challenge and lost by less than 100 votes. And that will tell you that despite the chaos with Ace Machashule, the, in battle, Secretary General The ANC in the Free State And in other parts of South Africa Are still able to motivate their activists And motivate voters to vote for them
0: And then um, Just before we get onto to The PA story Amatole in the Eastern Cape Now Amatole also been in the news for all sorts of reasons And uh, the War 28 in Kentane they ANC bossing it once again
1: Totally bossing it <laughs> Put it, I can't put it better, better than you did it. We know that there's been a history of service delivery protests in the Amishlati municipality. We know that in other parts of Amitoli there's been a, a lack of service delivery. But in, bo- in, in all the by-elections in the Amitoli district and indeed the whole Eastern Cape, bar for one of the wards contests yesterday, the ANC increased their majorities and had a great outing.
0: And then, of course, there's the story of the Patriotic Alliance. Um, and this is an interesting one, Wayne, because in speaking to my colleagues yesterday, I actually said to them, watch this, because I expected Eldorado Park to turn green, and it did.
1: This is a fascinating story. Um, so it's been a heck of a few hours, so I might get it confused. It's either Ward 17 or Ward 18. In 2016, the DA got 9,535 votes more than the Patriotic Alliance. And last night, the Patriotic Alliance turned the by-elections on its head and won with overwhelming majorities, relegating the DA to a distant second place and the ANC coming third. It's an incredible story. Gates and McKenzie making that speech, um, I think at the funeral of the Nathaniel Jul- Julius, um, the very sad shooting of him, speaking at the funeral, and obviously um, hitting a chord, hitting a note, with the colored community in the southern part of Johannesburg. And this is the third ward now, um, in the space of six months, that the Patriotic Alliance have taken off the... Gates yeah. and McKenzie and the Patriotic Alliance are clearly a party which is appealing to colored voters. I think a lot of people in those communities are saying this party speaks unapologetically for us, unabashedly for us, and this party looks after our interests, and they are certainly going to be a party to watch in the 2021 local government elections.
0: Certainly are, because even if you look at Ennerdale, um, and you look at the winning margin for the ANC to the Patriotic Alliance in Ennerdale, that also makes for very interesting reading. Um, if I'm not mistaken, maybe about three, four hundred votes—the difference there.
1: Correct. So the reason why the ANC wins there—I mean, it's a great result for the ANC and it's going to buoy their activists—is that the PA and the DA are splitting the vote in the Ennadiael area, and the DA didn't—they collapsed badly, but not completely. Had it been a complete and total collapse, the, EFA, the Patriotic Alliance could have won that ward as well.
0: So that's going to be an interesting watch uh, leading up to the October election, Wayne, because I think what people are not aware of and but it's something that I've been watching is how the PA have been working the ground and they've been working the ground very hard in uh, your traditional coloured areas.
1: Correct. So there's a winning formula about being on the ground, about attracting public representatives who are mostly from the DA, who are well liked in the community, but might have fallen foul out of the Democratic from the Democratic Alliance for various reasons. And then also appealing to younger voters. I'm seeing a lot of comments and hearing a lot of feedback. People liked seeing the flashy cars with the, with the Patriotic Alliance posters. People loved seeing the young people manning the table yesterday. And they were able to convince young people to be excited about voting. Um, and that hard work's paid off. And Gayton McKenzie's not your natural type of politician. Um, he says what's on his mind um, And I think that this is certainly resonating with many people. Look, there's also, he's attracted Truman Prince now, the famous um, former mayor of Beaufort West, who comes from the ANC. He's also now the Patriotic Alliance. So these are people who are well-known in the community. Yes, they might be a bit controversial, but they are onto something, and they're definitely a party to watch.
0: Clearly onto something. But uh, let's just finally talk about the DA, Wayne. What is going on with the DA? So when these
1: by-elections were announced and I started doing all my research, I said the DA would lose four wards. I expected, so the DA did end up losing four wards, but they I didn't expect them to be smashed in El Dorado Park, and we've just spoken about that. So let's start with the silver lining. The DA were widely expected to lose wards two wards in Trani in the nation's capital to the ANC. Uh, That's Pretoria West and then Arcadia Hatfield. The DA held on to both those wards. So the DA's activists in Chwani will be motivated by this because in 2019, the ANC actually really easily beat the DA in those areas. So that's a positive for the DA. The negative is, obviously, if you start losing – a base of voters, as loyal as the voters in El Dorado Park have been in for the last few years, then it's a crisis. I mean, you can't have a community leave you in such droves. So they have to re- do real soul-searching in that regard. Um, and then they also have to uh, deal with the fact that in Ferry Glen in Schwanee, a traditional DA stronghold, over 30% of the community there voted for the Freyets Front Plus. That's also a concern. But it would have been much more of a concern if the Freyja Front Plus picked up that ward. So the DA have some optimism with regards to, uh, to Chani, but it's a total uh, – there's huge concerns. There must be huge concerns for the activists in Johannesburg. You're hearing examples of them just simply not having the activists they once had. Um, and this, the politics is a, can be a virtuous or a vicious cycle. If their public representatives are going to be deflated and demotivated, how are they going to energize the activists and their voters to vote for them in 2021? So they've got a very short space of time to turn this around.
0: Wayne thank you so much great speaking to you as always and of course uh, it really has one salivating at the prospect of what could happen uh, on uh, the uh, the, is it the 27th of October Uh, yeah somewhere in October and of course uh, we're still awaiting uh, the promulgation of that election date hopefully there won't be too much getting in the way like um, a third wave and officially taking a grip of the country Uh, but all of that remains to be seen